Hello. Buenas noches. Welcome to Puto SAFC. It's Chaddock. And Clayton is here. Clayton. Hey, Maddie. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, good. Buenas, buenas noches, senor. Muy bien, gracias. <laughs> donde, donde esta? You want to, I want to make you play the fun game that I always enjoy, that I don't care if anyone else enjoys. Here's, here's, here's your first hint where I you want to you hint about where I might be? Uh, yeah. I am drinking a beer called a Superior. Cerveza Superior. Echa and Mexico. I guess, yeah, if you're going to do that, Echo and Mexico Superior. Okay, there we go. So You got a um, guess? I'll give you a clue per guess. You're, you're um... You're in, uh, you're in Honduras. Ooh, it does sound like a Honduras beer, but right? it's echo in, echo, echo in Mexico. Oh, okay. So you're in, so we'll how about, like, how about Mexico? man, I, I, I got a lot here, Clayton. How about that? It's echa because it's cerveza. So it's uh, not echo, it's echa. Good. That's why I like these. I ask you these questions sometimes when you start joking around or I'm not serious. Not like The beer is a girl. Yeah, I don't understand why certain things are masculine and certain things are feminine. So I'll always ask you, and you're like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, there you go. But today, but today, you're today you are you're uh, indulging me. I appreciate that. Okay, so the next thing we'll do then is I know very little about Mexican states or regions. So I'll take I'll take a guess. You are in uh, Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Good guess. It does sound like somewhere they drink a beer called Superior. Incorrecto. Where is Chihuahua? I have no idea. <laughs> Chihuahua. It's in the north. Chihuahua. I, 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 I know it's not. There's a there's an awesome episode of uh, of WKRP in Cincinnati um, where Les Nessman calls 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 uh, Chichi Rodriguez the golfer Chai Chai Rodriguez and they <laughs> talk about Chihuahua. So I I do know how it's actually pronounced, but it that's okay. A- no, Next, for any of our fans that are uh, also WKRP and Cincinnati fans, that would be, I'm specifically maybe thinking of a friend of the pod, Doc Becker, or a friend of the pod, uh, Dave Stolarski. Yes, I was going to say, it's a, ma- a, a male of a certain age that would get yeah. that reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, ne- next Bonnie, clue. Bonnie Anderson was in it, that's for sure. Next clue. Um, uh, the soccer team here is called Los Venados, Venados FC. Um, <laughs> uh, you are in, uh, you are in, uh, wherever Ixtapa Zihuatanejo is. Ooh, you're okay. It is, you're getting there. It's along, it's close to a coast, but I'm on the Yucatan. There's your last hint. All right. I'm not so, in Ixtapa. This is not heaven. So I but, thought that. So that that was going to be my that's that's the only southern region that I know and I know that's a southern sounding name like Yapas yeah. or something like that like ooh so, close so um but I was going to go that's the reason I said Ixtapa Zihuatanejo is cuz that's the only that's the only step what Watuco are you in Watuco I wish man Watuco's heaven now, I Watuco's am it like Acapulco right Watuko is just it's like home of surf camps and yoga weeks and yeah, nude but it, beaches but it, and beer. Uh, it's like maybe what Acapulco was like in the 1950s or 60s. Yeah, it's it's hippie heaven. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> God, it's a great. I need to go back there. Oh, well, so, I, I don't, don't really know. Hey, you don't know really know where I am. You're not putting this on, right? No, I told I, you very little. You know, you're in Yucatan, but I don't know if that's a region or a province or a state or what or what Yucatan. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're gonna. It, it's a it's a state, and I didn't know that either. I thought the whole peninsula was Yucatan. It turns right. out the peninsula is ha- uh, right. Like it's so, all, it's all like so the desk when you're a the, kid. Sorry, you, you there? Okay. Um the the Cancun side is Quintana Roo. So Playa del Carmen, Cancun, <clears throat> Isla Mujeres, Cozumel is all the state of Quintana Roo. And I am in Merida, which is the capital of the state of Yucatan, which is like the top part. All right. Okay. So <laughs> you're, in, you're in a beachy, tropical region. Well, it's an hour from the beach. So I haven't gotten to the beach yet. I'll tell you this. It is hot as hell. I thought – I always laugh about Mexico not being hot in the summer. But, dude, it was 100 
It's jungly. <laughs> yes. It's, it's jungly. It is. Oh, my God. Uh, <clears throat> is it kind of like the first scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like when he, uh, when he goes into the – and goes and finds the, the gold idol? We'll see. The ruins that I hope to hit this week definitely are. But we've just been in the city getting getting acclimated and seeing what the hell is up around here first. So okay. I, are, I hope to get there. There are, there are ruins. There are uh, some um, – Yeah. Indigenous... Yeah, I know. I'm like an hour from Chichen Itza and an hour from Uxmal. Mall. So those are the two I'm going to try to hit and Dude, do some Indiana Jonesing. We just went – Big time Mexican, uh, like geography and history, <laughs> dude. Okay, I, I learned something though. This, this I loved. We went to the Museum of the Mayans today, and there's a huge sign telling the story of why it's called the Yucatan. And I can't get over this, Clayton. We all know that term, right? Yucatan Peninsula, yeah. It's they they came up to the natives, the indigenous people, the first conquistadors, asked them what the name of the place was, and the, the museum in a 50-foot piece of art tells the story that in the in the Mayan language, they, they, they should have said Mayan or this is the Maya or something or even named where they were. Uh, Yuk-Atan means I don't understand you or what are you saying? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so Yucatan means what are you saying? <laughs> uh... Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. That's got to be the worst place name that's ever been made. So like... In telling that story, is it like a story that they're you think that they're proud of, or it's like this is our history that like this is how ridiculous it was that these people showed up and yes, and, I like, yeah, I didn't know it, but there's a whole history of uh, Mayans fighting back, like 14 insurrections historically, and there was like a 50 year period where they completely did not recognize Mexican sovereignty, and they were like almost independent until 1901 when finally the mexicans like sent in the troops so they're like the masks of spain yes yeah like it wasn't even on mexican maps at some points in history um so hey man we're we're knee deep i appreciate you indulging me clayton you know how much i love this shit cool and i think this is kind of why i like doing this and this this is why i like these episodes also because it's being like listen and ask questions you know, I'm not just I'm not just staring at you. And do you, uh, do you know what Texas means? I'm mean, you know where Tejas comes from. Texas means friendship, doesn't it? In like in some indigenous language. I no, it means hello. Uh, that's how the Indian the natives the Native Americans that tribe greeted people by saying Tejas. I thought it, so. When I, they maybe that was like maybe that's just what they uh, white walk. <laughs> our texas history book you know what i got down here uh, a few years ago was that te- tejas meant uh like greetings and salutations <laughs> there we go okay so so feel- tejas to you clayton so i don't feel like the uh <laughs> so a, a tejas to you my friend a real big <laughs> a real big tejas to you but i don't feel like i was i was robbed by the public schools of texas i don't feel like they they made they made me any more of a uh any more of a slave master than uh <laughs> Than you know, than you than you already were. Well, sorry, that was a low blow. That some people would argue that uh, that our, our textbooks would make us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, what's crazy, bro, is that I'm not the one on the biggest trip of the week, so I cannot wait to hear all about yours. We'll that, get there. I don't know if that's a transition. We're gonna get there. We're, we'll get we th- haven't talked at all this week because I've been on the road and you've been doing your thing. Uh, we, no, I, I want to I, dedicate a, a good amount of the end of the episode to you and what you're going to be up to in the next few days. Whoa. Okay. All right. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. I'll, I got some, I got some space on the page for that. Okay. Same. All right. But with that being said, with your, your travels and my kind of mini travels, um, there was a game on Saturday, right? Yeah. And, uh, and neither of us were there. It's one of those, like, if a tree falls in the, in the woods and we're not there to see it. Did, did, did it really happen? Yes, it did. Because because a lot of our, our listeners, I think, were there. And I probably Well, Clayton, Clayton, you know, my prediction for the year is that we're going to set an attendance record this year. We weren't the only ones that weren't there on Saturday night. Yeah, it was uh, it was much more sparse uh, at first. And it did fill in. It did fill in, but not not as much as it has been filling in. You know what the reported attendance was? What? 4,700. 
Yeah, that seems pretty low. It seems like uh, that we, is we've half been, of been our the average sevens. It seems like for most. For oh, most easy. Yeah. I was shocked that that was the number. There was some rumbling on Twitter about people boycotting for Pride Night. I, I don't know if there's any truth to that. That's just something I read okay. on the Twitterverse. I, I even, it's like that's I would. That's so much to unpack. I don't even know what. To, yeah, agree. What, what to like? Why or who? But I think or... big picture, we weren't the only ones that weren't there, and so I hope the team learned. If you put three week games in three weeks in a row, like we have wives, we have families, we have trips we have lives and we're not unique like we're into this team and both of us independently made the choice like that's a lot of Saturdays in a row yeah and well and I didn't exactly make the choice the choice was made for me because I was celebrating um some someone else and something else but uh but I uh, think the point stands like life interferes at a certain yes, point there we go. if you put enough games you can't just tell your wife every Saturday for a month oh honey there's a game yeah, there, there's that. You're you're right on. That's so that's a scheduling issue for the league to think about. Also, obviously, it was the first. Uh, it was the first uh, kind of re- true week of the summer. You know, like last weekend was yeah. the weekend or whatever, and uh, and there's probably a lot of people that were getting out of town. You know, just like getting like it. it this was the first weekend that it that when I went outside. Also, it felt really hot, and I was thinking about like, woo. It's going to be hot out there at that game, you know? It was. I was getting in my Uber Saturday morning, and it was hot already. And I was like, oh, man, summer has arrived. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that doesn't that doesn't keep us from generally from going or anything like that. But, like, we're just we, – we, we understand why maybe there, there's a little lull. Yeah. Uh, and I got to say, for two reasons, I'm really sad we weren't there. First off is there were a lot of offside calls, a lot of things that I wanted to see again. Um, so we can dig into that, but Clayton, I got bad news. The ESPN plus has changed their, what do you call it? Regional programming division rule. Anyway, I can't watch the game down here. I tried to watch it and it's blocked in Mexico. Why? I don't understand why that would happen at all. I don't know. You know, last summer I watched every time when I was down here in, uh, in Guanajuato and all of a sudden it's telling me you can't watch that content anymore. So because I, I, uh, I think that has something to do with Bally's and their bankruptcy and stuff like that. And like, I really, I have no idea. I just know that when I tried to watch it, I used like the iPad, I used the iPhone. I tried to hack it through on the like, YouTube, trying to find a stream somewhere. And all I can watch is highlights. So, huh? Sad. That doesn't sound like an SAFC thing, though. That sounds like, uh, that sounds like a somebody other than SAFC. You know? Definitely, definitely. No, I can't get any of the SPN Plus to work. And so, I want to, I want to say with regards to broadcasting and uh, and that that kind of nature that over yeah. the last couple of weeks I've been notating um, how many times I've heard advertisements for SAFC either on the radio or seen them on TV. Really, I've, I've seen in the last in the last two weeks. Uh, 20 uh, commercials and radio ads. What? Yeah. <laughs> You've been writing it down like a little, I know you write it on paper. Yeah. I have my steno pad that I, um, so I sit, I've told people that like, so I sit in my office and I listen, if I'm not in court, then I, li- I old school listen to the radio and I listen to sports radio and I uh, listen to like Dan Patrick in the morning and we get quite a few SAFC updates and commercials during that. And, I've been seeing SAFC ads on the television on like Fox and stuff. Huh. I've seen probably five like Fox uh, SAFC like thirty second spots. So good. We you know we kind of brought it up earlier in the season. Like, hey guys, we're the champions. Like, let's talk about it. Let's let people know. You know. Yes. And yeah, well done. That's and awesome. Acknowledging yes, that much much better from the team this season. Yeah, and I'd say the Twitter has been – I'm not a big Twitter guy, but there's been a lot more content. Even, like, when when the team – you know, they'll post content because that's their job. But there's been a lot more, like, bantery stuff, like, hey, isn't this silly? Or how about Dave with the blah, blah, blah? And I enjoy that. Like, it's not just, it's my job, here's the goal, 
print. Like they've been given a little bit of Twitter attitude, like in the fun, happy way, like that you're supposed to. So people I, in- I'll back that up. Rather than just making declarative statements. Yes. Yeah. Like a little, and nothing, of course, there's nothing like out there that's going to anger anybody, but just a little bit of a jab, which I think that's an improvement. So I agree it's better lately from the team. Yeah. So with that being said, have you watched the game? Did you watch the game? Well, I watched the highlights is all I can see. But I think I got got enough out of the highlights. The highlights were pretty exhaustive, luckily. Where did you get your highlights from? Like the YouTube or the Facebook of the team. I can see the highlights. I just can't get on ESPN+. Plus. Okay. So where did you watch the game, more importantly? I watched the game. I was away, indisposed, uh, Saturday evening, uh, celebrating my lovely wife and her birthday. And Here's to Michelle. Uh, so I was um, – I, I was. Uh, she, you know what she asked for for, uh, for her birthday for me? For me to uh, for me to somehow cheat and get her out of last place in the uh, in the put in the put up pick four league. I said, I'm sorry, it's already it's already down. Your picks your picks are down. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. There's no way that intern Josh would let that type of shenanigans go. Nor would our listeners like it. Would there would be a riot? I, I have a feeling we would lose a lot of listeners. If I granted her that birthday wish, you know, uh, speaking of the Becker Vineyard pick four, Clayton, I went to Houston on Friday night to see my mom before this trip and give her my dog more importantly, so that she could dog sit for me. And guess what? We opened up and shared a glass of in my living room in Houston, Texas, a bottle of Becker Vineyard, some kind of, of wine. Cause I know they make wine. Yeah. Yeah. It was something like a Sauvage. I'd never heard of that. Hmm. That sounds excellent. No, it's nice. I was like, and of course, I mean, I, it was on purpose that I brought it. But you know what? No. No, 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 no. I didn't bring it. I have one in my house, and I got to her house and went into the bar area, and there was a bottle of Becker Vineyards. And I was like, Mom, you're never going to guess. This is our podcast sponsor. So another confirmed household sighting of, of like, non-sponsor brought sighting of the Becker Vineyards wine. I think our, I think listeners are going to start thinking that these are, like, you know, the <laughs> friend where you're just talking, you know, about the product, and it doesn't sound like <laughs> they're going to start thinking we're doing that shit. But Like, he just gives us to talk, like, stories to tell that have yeah. Becker Vineyards substituted. Yeah. But anyway, so, <laughs> so I watched, um, I watched Sunday when I, when I returned home, um, Charlie had already Charlie had already watched the game. Charlie of the Donut wow. already watched the game. He stayed up. He stayed up past his bedtime with his grandparents, and he really wanted me to look at some some certain key moments. So no, he didn't. Did he? he did he say what I say, which is another tie that felt like a loss? He he's not quite at, at there, but he he knew something was amiss. You know, yeah. he knew something was amiss. So with that being said, um. Matthew, do you have uh, do you have the rundown of what occurred? Of course I do. Do you want to um, go into each goal as I announce it, or would you like me to just read them off? Well, once you lead the once you lead the charge, because you you you. All right. Well, boom! It, I tell you what, this was like last week all over again, was it not? Yes, dropped points um, yeah. at home, uh, early score. Uh, shenanigans in between and uh and late goal for a little disappointment for the bad guys once again the crowd is left saying i promised myself i'd never yell ref you suck again and here i am yelling ref you suck that's all anyone wanted to talk about was the referee good again you could hear that you could hear it on the broadcast um you could hear the (laughs) ref you suck chant going on it did, it took them a while to get there to the flat out just refuse suck. But, but by the by the midway through the second half, it was fully on. Yeah. If we're not winning, we're yelling refuse suck, I, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, so fourth minute, boom, once again, just like last week. This time it's a set piece, so Jorge Hernandez corner kick, Mitch Tanner with the goal, back post. The score and play a little different because instead of going back across, Mitch just heads it in. Well, he did go back across with the header. It like it, it went it went back across, but it went in yes. the goal. 
and was not a, to a teammate. Was a great header. Once again, he outjumped somebody. Uh, I I think he was definitely shooting on that one. I don't think he was playing it across. Like that was for sure. That was definitely on goal. And uh, El Paso once again not doing their scouting and one uh, zero up early. Um, Want to mention real quick. Good game from Jorge Hernandez while he was on the field. You did not. Yeah. Did not get, there was if you're just looking at the highlights, uh, he had the ball at his feet a lot when we had the ball and was um, good with the ball. Created a couple of good chances. Obviously had an assist here and then created a couple of good chances as well from uh, open play and uh, had was on the ball with Zahir on a couple of set pieces. So mm, yeah. He, Good to see Jorge getting getting back into action. I was kind of fearful that he was going to kind of just get lost in the shuffle this season. Yeah, we easily neither of us would have been surprised if in the last about two weeks ago there was that prophetic like it's been great working with you, Jorge. Public announcement, right? Yeah, and with that being said, um, I didn't understand something. I didn't see. Uh, I have a note about this. I didn't see Ja'Cory Hayes on the bench, Kamarni Smith, Zico Bailey, or Tulu, but I didn't see them on the injury report either. Mm. Anything about that? Yeah, no, I've got the ben- I've got the whole list of players and don't see them anywhere. Yeah, I, I did not see them listed in the lineup. Obviously, I wasn't at the game, so I couldn't check the bench and, like, what was going on, but – that seemed- Every one of our subs besides the goalie and one person got in. Yeah. So once again, coach, coach is using the subs, but man, I mean, I could, le- I could read you the list, but you know, every name and every name on the list is starting quality. So yeah. we just have a lot of starting players. I'm saying this in a complaining kind of way in that I I'd like to know what's going on, like why they're not on the bench or why we, why we didn't dress all those guys out or if they are injured, why they are injured. But also, that was going to be kind of my follow-up. Like, I was like, damn, we are deep these days. Yeah, yeah. going from, like, having two healthy subs at the beginning of the year to now having three healthy guys, possibly not even on the bench. Yes, those four guys, with the exception of Smith, for me, I'm, I'm kind of done with Smith, Kamarni Smith. I, I don't if – we're if we're fully healthy and I didn't see him the rest of the season, I probably wouldn't have many issues with it. But Hey, look, like – Good player, but not on the level of the guys that we're talking about, of yeah. the others. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. I'm not trying he to He can be- start in this league, but he we have a we have the best squad in this league, yeah. I think. And the announcing team was kind of talking about that as well. They were talking about the depth. And I I don't I was paying attention pretty closely. I didn't hear them mentioning any of the guys that weren't on the bench uh-huh. and by the injury report. Here's another here's another thing. I swear that I um read on the USL website that uh that the windsock was um was suspended for yellow yes i know and then and then either either the female in at halftime either the female announcer the male announcer said that he was available off the bench and i thought they just got it wrong and then sure enough i i start thinking that i'm crazy you know like when, when he shows up in the second half and i'm like i read on the usl and i went back on the usl website and it was i'm not making that up he was supposed to be suspended for yellow card accumulation i don't know what that's about let's just sweep that out of the carpet like they did the nate stoneman red card yeah hopefully that was not listening to us like they like they have in the past you know (laughs) we know they are stalking us we know safc is lurking you know they're 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 all they're all lingering man you know they want some of this action so uh they want okay I, okay, we got We got to talk El Paso goal. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, so so we're up one zero. Everything's going great. Um, no red card, and then and what happens? Man, I mean, it's not good when the highlight starts with the other team's goalie having it. He passes it to his right, easy pass, and just like last week, we don't have any pressure up top. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. I'm just saying the center back waltzes forward like 20 or 30 yards and then just hits a long ball, like a Babe Ruth home run to center field. And then sorry to bury the lead, but yeah, Jordan Farr comes out. Not his finest moment. Not even that. Just a that, ball did bounce. that ball did bounce a lot higher 
that when I looked at it, it looked okay. like it was going to bounce. I'll say that. Okay, but I mean, to yeah. tell it like it was, Jordan Farr comes outside of his box, realizes it's going to go over his head. He can't hit, his, hit it with his hand or he's out of the game. So he lets it go and over his head, real hard finish, bounces pretty much into the corner. And the dude does what you or I could not do. Not a simple finish. Just no. hits about a 30-yard cross field into the side of the net. Just he great shot. Has, he still has a lot of work to do from a very acute angle. Yeah, but, Connor Maloney's bearing down on him. Yeah, man. It was, it, was, it was terrible goalkeeping, and there's no reason he should be out. Like, yeah. like that ball's gonna go out of bounds if he like, and, yeah. and if it, or, or if it doesn't go out of bounds, then Maloney or whoever is gonna keep that guy from being able to do anything with it, you know? So yeah, just a so, complete gaff. Yeah, Jordan Farr is great. We we give him his we we gotta give him heat when he does something wrong. He, I mean, we all know it. He knows it. It just, it just happens. Was the guy that finished that? Was that the guy that you mentioned that we should be on the lookout for that guy? Because that guy was in the middle of a lot of stuff. For what was his name? Gomez, I think, was his last name. Yes, think, that's who scored. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was that one of the guys that you had mentioned for people to no, be on? I, I, no, because I, I had mentioned Luis, who's going to come up later, Solnyak, and then the Ukrainian. And Gomez oh, is not a Ukrainian name. That's what it was. That's what it was. So anyway, um, I mean. That, that was kind of deflating. But they, they did nothing. So from somebody that watched the game, they did nothing the rest of the half. They had the ball some, and and they were trying to slow it down against us, and they were doing a pretty decent job of yeah. slowing it down. But once again, we were on them. It was our, – our style was prevailing. I think we outshot them like six or seven to one and something in the first half, you know. Oof. Um, Man. We, we and- had – I mean, we scored twice. They got called back for offsides. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about it on their goal and on, oh. their, on their goal and on our two non-goals. Um, That's why I wish I was there, and I can't even access the full game video. So, Clayton, there's the 11th minute their goal, 13th minute Dylan scores on a header, 37th minute Tainer scores on a header. Both of those two goals called back. Tell me about I, them. I think they are offside on both of theirs. Both, both of the, I think the, the linesman got it right. But with that being said, just like just like you mentioned, um, not being there, they don't send enough cameras to these to these USL games for mm. me to get a good angle on the line to be able to actually see where anybody is. You know, what about on their goal? Were they offside? Once again, nothing anywhere close to when the ball was struck to see where their guy is. But I'll oh. say this. I mean, when the camera looks up, which isn't very long, the guy is five yards beyond any of our guys. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I don't know how he covered that much time that quick. But once again, the camera angle from 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 TV, and I didn't go around looking like at multiple sources. I just No. The USL, it ain't out there because I did today. Clayton. Yeah. The USL website, and I used ESPN and – I think both of ours that were called back, both Dylan's diving header and Tainer's, um, I think our guys are both out offside from what I see. Yeah. But theirs, I can't I can't make a determination because there's no angle anywhere close. And and uh but I it I think he has to be just based on the distance that he is behind our last guy. Okay, well, I, why is Connor Maloney the one that's back there behind our back three with them? Yeah, I don't understand. That's I, not a good look. That was another thing, too. Maloney ended up being central a lot in this mm. game. And I thought maybe they moved him inside. Like, yeah. It, it, but but I, could, I couldn't really tell. But he ended up – there was another time when he ended up at a back post, like – um, when a cross came in, and I was like, "This is the same thing. Why is Maloney back post for a guy just to jump right over him?" You know, like luckily they they played the ball out of bounds, and the guy couldn't get to it. But there were a couple of instances when it ended up like that. You know, so yeah. I, uh, was he? I wonder. Was he in the middle when they had the ball, or was he in the middle when we had the ball? Yeah, I think it was more when when they had the ball. So that's understandable. That's it was more yeah. of like, and they were doing a good job moving the ball side to side, and so like they move it quick. That he's gonna, it's gonna look like he's playing in the middle because we leave one whole side open, right? Yeah. Okay. 
that's probably the explanation for that. You're pro- you're probably right. Um, yeah. So on uh, so that that's their goal. So then it's one one at halftime, right? And yeah, you, you want to get to their goal, our goal in the second half to take yeah. the lead. Yeah, second Big, half. I mean, Justin Dillon gets held up like football tackle. Manages to keep the ball at his feet. Plays Big Sam through. Big Sam composed. Takes some touches in behind. Slots it in. Great no look, pass from Dylan. No huh? look pass from Dylan. No look as well. It's like an old school Magic Johnson, like <laughs> running the fast break. It was a really great, like greatly tight. So here's what El Paso was doing defensively. They were playing in a high line, like almost like an old school trap. Sounds because, like it. I mean, both of our goals call back. And then this one questions the offside too. I mean, it was a flat back four, like, and, and it was an old school, like when you first transitioned from playing yeah. a defense to a flat back four and Everybody like step if you're yes if you're if if you're if our slash your front runners don't get back like walk at all and you don't play a midfielder running through then you're gonna and what's gonna happen is i think the linesman ends up ends up getting conditioned to that a little bit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, just calls it yeah and just starts so putting, good at it. Just starts putting the flag up so yeah, I'm, I think we had something like nine offsides this game. Yeah, I'm not complaining about the off, the offsides because I think on both our goals they were offsides. Mm-hmm. I'm watching TV. I don't have a great angle. I'm not complaining about the refereeing for that. And yeah. and uh and and good on them. Maybe that's maybe that's an effective way to play against us. That's another effective kind of way to play against SAFC is to like if we're gonna press press press, then that means our guys are gonna be with your last guys. And if they just happen to step up when we win the ball in the midfield and then we play the ball through, that's tr- that's hard to counter against. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I mean, did they deserve their last goal, which we're about to get to? Uh, did they deserve their last goal? You did mean- they dominate the second half like San Diego did? No, 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 no. So, I, so I'm still on. So what I'm saying is that's a great run by a dinner and great yeah. vision Dylan, checking back to the ball and then turning and that's how you beat that trap like that you got to check mm-hmm. you got and either and either play past Dylan and hit a Dinaran running through or whatever outside midfielders running through but great run by Sam and great composure on the finish you know yeah no i'm just saying i mean you said it was a good way to play against us but i mean we're winning 2-1 and the goal we gave up was a complete error so it's not yeah. like they were on us killing us oh no 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 we they we showed had how to beat us yeah, we had lots of chances but I mean, it it relieved the pressure from them be, with on that offside by playing that trap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so that that that's what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. So, great. You're right. Great finish from Big Sam. That's that's the Sam we know. So the one the one refereeing thing that I do want to complain about <laughs> and, the crutch grab. No, I didn't. Not the 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 Lucho, uh, just absolutely clattering into Shannon Gomez on the sideline, knocking him into a cooler um, when he's out of, did you not, was that not in the highlights that you got to see? No, but I heard something about Lucho doing something dirty and that he should have gotten a red. Yeah, he, it, it should have been a red card. I don't remember what minute it was in. I don't remember. It was in the second half. Um, Shannon Gomez is checking back to the ball. The ball is in the air and out of bounds and Gomez stops out of bounds and Lucho comes from his back totally blindsides him with it wasn't an absolutely like death like death smash but with his shoulder he fully goes into him and you can see on the replay he's not looking at the ball he's just looking at Shannon Gomez's back oh, his, that. Shannon Gomez's back knocks him into the bench or to a cooler or something like that Tater comes over and then gives Lucho just a little belly bump and and Lucho hits the ground like, like he just got shot, like you know, by a by a sniper in the in the stands, and uh, and then a fracas breaks out, and then Lucho gets himself the yellow, and uh, and then Tanner gets himself a yellow, and then we go oh. on. Our- you really think it was a red card? Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's a red card. Oh, wow, it's 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 in the back, it's from behind. He's out of bounds. Um, the ball's not in play. Like. It, there's just there's just nothing sporting about like it's it's like I don't know what the technical term for it, it when it could be a straight and I can't remember it 
he, he's then there was another he could have got another yellow card in the second half as well on a challenge on far but I, this this should have been a straight red I, in my man opinion, so yeah but, I can I understand the chatter now so that's the referee that's the one referee I'm not gonna like I said I'm not gonna complain about the outside but that was yeah. bad been a red card all day long especially when in the 78th minute guess who scores the goal yes he did great finish on his part like great finish. is there anyone to blame no I mean, it's just a great finish other side of tainer and he's got that skill that we've talked about in great number nines where where you just you know where the ball's gonna be you get to the spot and you do what it takes to get in the back of the net that's first that's- time dude that's hard yeah, and the ball's like at a very awkward height as well. It's like it is it's like at his waist, you know. Yeah, like knee height. And he's he's going towards the near post, deflects it, and puts it like perfectly side netting where in the far corner where nobody has a chance of getting to it. It's just it's a classy, classy finish. He's yeah, those so feel those feel so good to hit, dude. Because it's yeah, like you don't have to hit it hard, you just kind of deflect it. And it he's just a, looks and feels so good. He's a classy player. We talked about him. It's a good finish. His goals, I, I don't know. I read some article on the USL website. His goals, like his war, whatever they call it for soccer, he there, uh-huh. there's like a war, is he has the highest in the league. Him and um him and uh, Damus right now for San Diego. So when he's in the in the game, they win by the most or what? Yeah, they, like it's like the greatest goal expectancy when he's on the field. Like, oh, okay. like his like his goal expectancy for what he does on the field is like four point two something, and like and like Damnus is about the same, and they have the highest. Mm. In the world. So it's a metric that I wasn't aware existed, but it's it, it's out there. Maybe all right. Question: Intern Josh, can you figure out for us what the metric what what the thing that I'm talking what I'm talking about <laughs> specifically? Where did you see it on the USL website? On the USL website, in the seven things we learned um, this week, mm. there, there so, were two. There were two little articles about the about SAFC El Paso game, and uh, and the second one was about Lucho and his his war, his win against replacement is the, is how I'm going to describe it. Josh, yeah. enter Josh. Can you explain to Matthew? Between now and our next, uh... Matt, me, you're the one that can't explain it. <laughs> I, I, have you given him my phone number or my email? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, all right, then, Josh, <laughs> send it to me. Uh, send it to me at my Bear County address. I got, I got, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got no problems with that. Oh, you mean the text? I thought you meant like literally explain it to me. I was like, I don't need. No, I no, just no, want to no, know. I want, if, like, if you can tell me what the stat is, I yeah, can explain I, it to you. That's too, what right? I. That's what I want. That's what I just wanted to. to like, I mean, there's. Numbers that go into it or what? Whatever it is, like, that certainly sounds right, that if there's two players in the league that when I'm watching a game, they improve their team the most when they're on the field, those two are definitely up there. Yeah, that there's a good way of explaining it without getting getting into the actual numbers. How much better do they make their team? I mean, Damus is a good transition to the game that's coming up on Wednesday, but is there anything else you want to say about this game? Yeah, um, I hadn't thought about this any of the time that El Paso has been around and, we, um, and we've talked about them, and we haven't ever referred to them this way either. But the announcer kept referring to them as Los Locos. And yeah, like, I never heard that. I, well, I never heard that either, but it makes sense. Like El Paso uh, like Locomotive. With a K. Like yeah, like El a pa- K for Locomotive. Yes, like, uh, like, oh, that's how you'd spell it in Spanish? You'd spell it with a K? No, I guess not. But I guess I'm thinking of like the – the European or Russian or German teams that are like locomotive. There yeah, are, there's like, like the Dinamos and there's the locomotives, right? Yes, exactly. You're exactly like, um, but I thought like, surely that's what their supporters group have to call themselves Los Locos, right? You know, like that, that would be, and I don't know whether that's something that like. That's that, awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. So that, that was something kind of cool that I've just picked up on in this broadcast and all the times that we've talked about El Paso, I've never talked about that. Well, um, to make a tie-in to our summer book club, uh, Kathy, our original OG listener, Kathy, I loaned her my copy of the book while I'm abroad, uh, and she's loving it. She said so far it's interesting and fantastic. Uh, so I was I, I was in a go. listener's uh, I was in a listener's home on Friday, and he had it sitting on his coffee table. 
Uh, <laughs> well, that's listener, a listen, suggestion. Nope. Listener, listener Daniel Mailer, uh, ah. the, the dopest lawyer, had it sitting on his coffee table just literally, <laughs> uh, literally four or five days after he had seen it at my house. Great. Uh, so in chapter dot, dot, dot five or so is about Russia. And I had no idea, but Dinamo is always the club that was associated with the KGB, the Russians, and the secret police, and like the Russian Workers' Party. So all the Dinamo teams across uh, the USSR diaspora, I don't know what this made me, the locomotive made me think of Dinamo, which I always thought was cool, like the Houston Dynamo. Right. Turns out that's like the KGB. It's the spy team. It's the spy team. They're, they're it is completely the yeah. occupier spy like right. the hegemony of awfulness team in every one of those Soviet republics. And it was like, oh God. Like they made poison they may poison the team they're playing against. Yes. Only apparently the Ukrainian one, Kiev, was a little bit less because it was associated with like the Ukrainian state, which had a certain amount of independence. I'm nerding out, I'm sorry. Geopolitics. No, I I want, so um I wanna just mention from from what I've saw, great yeoman like effort from from dylan in the game yes overall yes that's like, why we love him like um and little known fact and this may go to our uh listener uh tyler who is not a huge justin dylan fan or tia yes. for that matter he that that assist made him the all-time leader in assists for safc not surprising yeah 14 assists for justin dylan it was surprising to me i know we've talked about last season like how he was giving us something of everything, but like, you know, that's a testament to Justin Dillon and, uh, and that's pretty badass. Yeah. I could even show it see from the highlights that it was like, Dylan was back. It's great to have him back. And like I said earlier, that's why we like Dylan. Yes. Uh, also really good, uh, standout for me when he came on and, um, we kind of, we, we applauded him the effort, but, it was just been so in vain last week. Nico Hansen was really good off the uh, off the bench for us. He came in and was turning people and okay. was get, getting on the other side of people and was really. It was it was a very different second half compared to compared to last week. You read my mind though, because once again, guess who got subbed in and out? Nico Hansen. He got he got. I don't know whether he got. I think he got hurt. Is what I think it must be concussion sub because my by my count he had, I think he was the sixth sub we had. He so was, I was wondering how. Yeah, I I think he got hurt. I think he got his bell rung, and um, yeah. But we, while it, the fifteen minutes, Josh. the fifteen minutes he was out there, <laughs> he uh he was really good. He was no, it was it was thirty. So I I could see how he earned some plaudits from you. I I felt bad because two weeks in a row he goes in and he comes out all in the second half. Intern Josh, does the USL have concussion substitutions? Because I believe Nico was our sixth sub. I don't want to shut down the program and cut you off, Clayton, and have to call no, you back I, by I, looking it up. I, I agree with what you're I, – I, I'd be interested to know as well. Hey, I want to talk about this. I kind of think after after watching Hanson and, uh, and Tiny O and uh, – and, uh, and, Speaking uh, of players big, that didn't play, Big Sam, um, I I don't know if there's I don't know if that third forward spot should go to like a Loera, a Hernandez, or a Pirano. I I think I think Hanson underneath with Tiny O and Big Sam is like our pressing, just destroy, just out out. It seems to me like Pirano and Hernandez. Are kind of getting are kind of getting lost in our system. Well, they're dribblers, right? And Nico's more of a provider and a shooter. Yeah, and he's like, and like he's like the last ball provider, right? He's either going to shoot it or pass it in on goal every time. Right, but like, but like where we received the what all this heading from the back and and like one touch, like volleying it back into back into the space and stuff yeah. like that. Like Hernandez and, and Pirano don't get on the ball a, enough, and like. They they just they 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 the game kind of physically gets away from them. Does that make They're sense? Too little, yeah, totally. Yes, yes. and yeah, uh, makes sense. That's just a that's just an observation. That's something that I'd like to see going forward, or I'm interested if if 
if Marcina sees that or, or thinks that at all. You know, hard to keep hard to keep those two out of the lineup, though. They're I know, so I know. I'm not, and I'm not complaining. I'm not saying that they're not doing a good job. I'm just saying that I, I'm interested in, in what I'm. I'm interested in what I'm interested in, Matthew. You know. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I hear you because some of our best performances this year have been exactly that lineup. You know, the ta- the games when we really looked like champions were with Nico in behind. Yeah. I mean, so, under underneath, excuse me. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So, But, you know, right. we have a long season, so maybe that's like you just put that in your back pocket for when you need your best 11 in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. maybe that like when, we're, when other teams are worn down and we're just like going to get after them. But anyway, yeah. so that was, that was, once a, that was a draw that, fe- that felt like a loss. Hey, we did stop their seven game win streak. Yep. And, and we, for, we did for all and the. We, and we kept our streak going as well yeah, at home. Home stand with no losses. So, you know, it wasn't bad. And these two, these two draw, like, I'm not sky is falling. I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you the Shannon Sharp, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Like, oh my God, the season is over. The season <laughs> is over. There's, is there any coming back for this, for this, from SASC? No. I don't think they can come back from this. They might as well start planning for next season. That was my Stephen. That was my that was my Stephen A. Smith. Was that? I mean, that- yeah. Here's our our big four this season at home: Sac Republic zero zero tie, San Diego tie, El Paso tie, and those are at home. So maybe you want to win those, but you know, those are the top four teams in the in the West. Whatever, man. We said at the beginning of the season, we got the targets on our back. We're the champions. There's, there's gonna be, there's, it's like, there's no way that we're, just, we were gonna be able to produce at the same rate as last season. It just wasn't, it just wasn't gonna happen. We weren't gonna have back-to-back historic seasons, you know. Well, like, yeah, we're not. I'm saying, I'm saying that, like, in a yes, that we, I knew there were gonna be stumbles along the way, you know. We, yeah, we both predicted it. So, I, as much as I don't like it, I, we both saw it coming. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not negative about it at all. No, nope. like, I I still think we're the best team outside of San Sacramento. Yes. right now we were we once again we I thought we were the better team in this game. I mean, we put the ball in the back of the net more mm. than we had more shots. I'm sure than they did. You know, like that's a good re- that's a good regular season metric. Really, like, are you the better team? Is maybe yeah. more important. Yes, we were we were the we were the we were the better team. That was the that's just. That's the what we end on right there. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down about it. You know. All right. It's been 47 minutes. We got 13 more to do our special little things. You ready to Woo. do all that? Yeah. Let's knock it. Let's knock it out. So all right. We got this week coming up Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesday games. As in like, as in like the day after tomorrow. Wednesday at and- San Diego. Late start time for some of you that won't be on the West Coast. I will be on the West Coast. Um, I'm going to be in Las Vegas. This is not necessarily the transition where we're going to, but I'm going to be in Las Vegas for the USA-Mexico game. Do you think I'll be able to get them in the MGM Sportsbook, in the Park MGM Sportsbook, to put on the SAFC San Diego Loyal game, Matthew? No. No. I think I am. I think that, the, I, I think that they'll come, and I think they'll come up with a line for me. that I Are you going to put some money on this game? Yes, of course I'm going to put some money on this game. So yeah, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have this little Clayton's in Vegas segment. So Clayton will be taking Clayton will be taking SAFC on the road, and if total, I'm gonna take the over on the total as well. Whatever, whatever, whatever it is, I think I think we get a win on the road, and I think we score a couple of goals. San Diego defensively has showed me absolutely nothing so far. I think we bounce back. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm going to say a 3-1 San Antonio win or 2-1 San Antonio win. I think that puts me on the over because they'll probably set the line at two and a half. And, and a win on the road will probably win me some money as well. So there. That's, what's, that's, that's how I'm going to watch. Here, I mean, first question here is, yes, they do set lines for the USL. Yeah. All right, got, Clayton. Yes. Because we, we, we've done it before. So I am going to find that. And I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to when it's when I get them to find it for me out there in the uh, out there in, in the sports book. I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to send it to people and say, "Ha ha! Here we go." Yeah, send it to me, and I'll put it on Twitter. All right. Got it. Love it. All right. So, um, so there's that. Uh, Becker Porto Pick Four Podcast Update. Matt, beat the pod guys update. Matthew, what do you got? 
Um, I didn't get an update from intern Josh. It's okay, Josh. It's the summer. But I do have scores, and we all know our teams. So you ready for some scores? Around around the league. I had I didn't have much from around the league. I got I got it for you. I'll okay, tell you I mean, and I you got... react, okay? Yeah. Tampa Bay three, New Mexico two. Tampa Bay is gaining ground yeah. in the east. Yeah, they they are on a heater, and we mentioned it last week, and they've been scoring lots of goals. The one thing I mentioned, I saw it seemed like a lot of goals this week in the USL. Did it seem like a lot of goals scored. Yeah, going down these scores, sort of. Yeah, know. that like, I don't know. Somebody put up four. Like, Colorado Springs put up four on somebody, uh, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, next one: San Diego, Sacramento, thir- fourth versus first, a one-one tie, tight uh, in the West. I watched that game. Speaking of, I'm go- not surprised. Going back, to I wanted the- to. That was a Friday night game. Uh, I had some be- bevies in me on Friday night, and uh, I came home from uh, from sitting poolside and having some bevies, and I watched a little San Diego and Sacramento, and uh, and it was pretty even. Damu got a uh, got a penalty, buried a penalty, I think, at the, like in the seventieth minute or so. It looked like a pretty even, fun game from what I saw. Who's a better team? I thought San Diego was a better team, but Sacramento Ooh. got the result on the road, which is what they've just been doing. Okay. Uh, two more. Pittsburgh, Charlotte. Pittsburgh, sorry, Charleston. 2 nothing win for Pittsburgh. They're now first in the East. Look out, Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, they get, went on that. Uh, they went on a pretty good uh, Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup run as well. Yeah, that just ended. And, boy, I'm going to check my calendar for – Checks Bob, Bob Lilly, Bob Lilly finding, that, finding that magic again. We'll have them in late August in San Antonio. Then the last score, Memphis beat Louisville 3-1. Some 18-year-old named Nighty something or other scored again. So there's another young player to watch. Uh, you know who's not scoring is Louisville. They have 13 goals in 13 games. Eee. And That's not good for my throw team. And worth, yeah, I know they just do not look like they've got it going. And uh, and to mention, largest transfer in the history of the USL happened this week. Good uh, call, Joshua Winder, officially to Portuguese side. Which one Benfica. is it? Benfica for like one point five million or something like that. Yep, listeners, we told you about him when we played. He's been on the news for a year or so as like the best young player in the league. First player in league history to sell for over a million dollars. That's something. He just got done playing with the United States under-20 World Cup team. Um, yes. And uh, we'll be coming back from Argentina. We'll be packing his bags and we'll be heading off to Portugal. Wish him the best. And very cool thing for the USL. Very cool thing for him. Very cool thing for the U.S. national team. All very Is that co- true? Is he gone, gone, gone? Or is he playing out the season? Oh, good point. I don't know the I don't know the answer to that. Good point. We'll know shortly. If he plays again, he's going to play the rest of the year. And if he doesn't play again, it's because he's gone already. He didn't. But he, he's not coming back from the under twenty World Cup and going with the Gold Cup or the the Nations League team, is he? No, he's not going to Nations League, especially not after the way he finished the tournament. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, if you saw it, you saw it. Yeah. Bad luck. But hey, oh, we oh, lost goal. to the champions Uruguay, so I'm excited. I'm happy for that. So I think that's a good transition into uh, into uh, free kicks brought to you by Fr- Trevino Tile for three generations. Trevino Tile, ask for them by name. Um, Clayton, let me inform you. You've got six minutes. You have the floor. It is your free kick. I want to hear all about Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. All right. So I will be going to Las Vegas on Wednesday for the – we just mentioned it – for the CONCACAF Nations League – Semi-final between the United States and Mexico. I will be so going. So it matters. Yeah, I will be. This the rosters are both um, are were, were both stacked with everybody. I'd like you to address the Mexican side when you have when you have a chance or when you feel it's appropriate because yeah. I don't know, I don't know the Mexican roster well enough to know why they're but doing. Go on. Let's okay, say, this is a tournament just to see. There will be a semifinal on Thursday. 
if we win that on Sunday, we play in the championship game. And that's just to say that we're the champions of the region, which is cool. Yeah. And we, you and I went to a version of this uh, two years ago, three years ago. Um, <laughs> two years in, ago. And it was awesome. In Denver, and it was an amazing experience. It coincided with our SAFC trip to Colorado Springs, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I'm going with my brother, who I have not uh, traveled with in a super long time. And he has, um, He's never seen USA Mexico. We are uh, we are super pumped about it. We are super pumped to see like the full U.S. national team. Uh, super pumped because there's tons at stake for the U.S. team. Even though the tournament doesn't mean that much, the individual players on this roster, uh, most of them are playing for contracts. This, mm. this is that's a point that I would like to make, and that's uh, something that I'm excited about. I think they're going to try to give it every not that you need to do that against Mexico you know any more than but there there's extra on the line for them personally in, my in this whole tournament if we come out champions you're talking boom Christian Pulisic probably out at Chelsea McKinney maybe out at Juve you got all the Leeds guys who just got relegated yeah Sergio Dest at Barcelona they don't want him anymore Robinson is going to get sold from Fulham probably. Really? I, I believe he's going somewhere bigger. Oof. Oh, you think he could do better? I, I don't know if, if, if the situation will end up being better for him, but I mean, they're go- they want to cash out on him while they can. You know, okay. like, I think he's at his absolute pinnacle for them right now. You, you haven't know? even mentioned the thing that I am 100% most looking forward to, and you know it. What? I don't. Balogun, Balogun, Balogun. Yes, yes. There we go for our new list. Uh, new new play- USA fans. New, new, new USA fans. Player coming in. His name's Falorin Balogun. He is. It's, it sounds French, but I think he's actually English. He could play for about six different countries. Yeah, triple nationality. What is it? American, Ghanaian, and English. I think. Yeah, but. But he chose the United States national team after playing with the full English youth national team like multiple times, was second or third in French in the French league and scoring this year. Um, I've seen play personally on, on Middlesbrough quite a few times. He could he potentially could be something for us. And yes, he is a big storyline out there. Yeah, what's he about? 21, maybe? He is young. Matthew. What is going on with the Mexican team? Explain Dude. to me why they sent everybody home or sent everybody back to Mexico. They sent all the old people to the old folks' homes, Clayton. This is the New Mexico. They've got a new coach. Uh, De- I think it's Diego Coca. I know his last name's Coca. I don't remember his first name. The former America coach, yes? Possibly. All I know is he just got appointed like two months ago, and he's already under intense pressure. Like. There are, he- I- an article they're talking about him getting fired if they don't win both this and the up and he's been there for two months and Uh, they don't even have half their players that i recognize their names when i was looking well that's that's the thing about it clayton they don't have the players because the players aren't good anymore hector herrera andres guardado raul jimenez they've been coming back to mexico and playing for a decade and it, it's been obvious for at least a year or two that these guys are just past it. They Where don't have anything in the tank. Why is it Chucky playing? Uh, injury, I would suppose. I didn't know that he wasn't. He's the last of, you know, he's not old like those guys, but it is a whole new Mexico squad with just a bunch of people that you've never heard of. If you're an American fan only, if you're not a, if you're not a Mexico fan, you might not know him. The one guy to watch for, I told you already offline, we have one minute left now, is Santiago Jimenez. He's a center forward for PSV. Yes. No. He's the new, he's the new thing to watch for Fine, for them. Feinord. Feinord. I looked him up. Oh, is it Feinord? Yes. It's the one that wants to buy Ricardo Pepe because they're going to sell him for a bunch of money. Yes. I just read – I just saw an article about him. Um, anyway – Yes. So th- these are the t- these are the teams that worry me, though the Mexican teams where you don't recognize the names. You know, what I'm- <laughs> like like well, I-, I am a little concerned. But with that being said, here is the bet that I am making. Here is the parlay bet that I'm making. I'm playing USA USA plus one forty. That means well anyway the USA to score first and the under two and a half. And I think the goal the score is 
Dos acero, bum, 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 bum. I love to celebrate it on some random square in a tiny town down here. So everybody, not get shot. Everybody, that's what I'm playing. That's the parlay that I'm playing in Vegas. All our listeners, good night. Enjoy the game. Good night, everybody. Buenas noches.